welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers. Good morning. This is Friday. Oh, what is it? Friday the 10th. Yeah, I, I never know what day it is anymore. Literally, it's just, it's a blur. I'm sure some of you can relate. Hey, I wanted to explain a thought that uh, kind of derives from if you have been watching any of the IG stuff that Total Auto Solution puts out. I did a story on um, coffee grounds. <laughs> Of all things, right? So I uh, I like uh, coffee in the morning. I drink one cup, sometimes two. Well, you know, the older I guess, I need to be drinking two. For the most part, though, I've only always drinking one cup of coffee. And it has to be a very strong cup. And I use an espresso machine, okay? So a lot of people drink coffee different ways. I just found I got a little Mr. Coffee. I've had the same one for who knows how long. It's literally just a an espresso. I make a full cup, pack it full of coffee, and then each day as I, you know, started drinking coffee years and years and years and years ago, just throwing away those grounds just in the trash, right? I didn't want that. I was like, huh. I, there was a place in my flower bed that was a little low. I didn't really feel like going to go get soil just for this one spot. So I just started knocking out of the little uh, uh, espresso machine, the little holder, whatever that thing is called. I just started knocking it out into that area. And over time, right, many years, it built up a nice little bed that then I was able to plant some stuff in. Okay. And now I have flowers and uh you know whatever these things are they're like these green shoot looking things lilies or something i don't know who knows that come up every year out of this area from the coffee right so i did this story and i wanted to explain it a little bit more of why it's relevant for entrepreneurship detailing okay there are detailers that are specifically just in it for the skills, attributes, and ex and showing their skills and what they can do as a detailer. And then there's another part of detailers that are entrepreneurial. They're business owners. They think that way, right? Now, depending on who you are will depend on who you listen to, right? Each of us have people in the industry that we listen to. Uh, we might be specific on who we buy from and we might, you know, we have certain things that with companies that we like and we, right? So you might have built your business around the teaching of being really great at a skill. You might join somebody's uh, big training group. You might watch their webinars on how to be better skilled. You might uh, specifically pay, you know, this goes back to what we used to talk about 
you know, pre-recession on paying 750 bucks for a coding company to train you how to put on their coding. Uh, pay somebody four grand for a week of training on a specific skill. Go to a class and pay $2,500 and learn how to polish paint, okay? If you wanted to do that, that would be a skills type detailer who mostly is, is mostly concerned about their skills. And so then their business is mostly built around the skills of detailing. Completely fine. That's just one model, right? A second model would be more of a hybrid blend of not only servicing those correction and coding customers through regular maintenance, also would be finding other ways of doing maintenance type washes, whether that's fleet work, whether that's doing an on-site type deal at an auction or at a dealership. No, 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 no. How dare I say that? A skills detailer wouldn't dare show his face inside of a dealership. Those guys are shitty. Have you seen the work that they do? Those dealerships are horrible, right? Okay, so there's two different ways of doing your business. Skills or entrepreneurship, business-minded, having a bunch of different revenue streams coming in. What we're finding is there are plenty of guys not doing well at both. So it's not like one's better than the other. If you're a great skill guy, there's plenty of skilled detailers that are still running a viable business on April 10th, right? Some of them are four weeks into this recession, AKA Corona. Some of them are still doing really well. Some of them don't know if they'll be able to stay open for two weeks. Same way as the other side. Depends on if they were a really good entrepreneur, had developed their business in different ways, and have been able to grow. Some of them are still doing well, and some of them aren't. Some of them are hurting, okay? So it doesn't really matter which you chose. I went with plan B, okay? It's just from what I've learned over time. Now, I never started that way, right? When I started to go out and get cars, and get, I wanted, right, you wanted the best. That's just what you want, right? You best. I got this and this and I got that, 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 like the best. And I learned as I continued to grow and adapt that I needed to have more than just one way of doing things. See, 2002, three, four, five here in Tulsa, you know, I, I don't know. I was young. I don't know what the economy was like. You know, I hear it was pretty good. Um, I know that we were coming out of some rougher times, you know, and it was starting to build back up after 9-11. And I didn't see in the future, meaning next month, <laughs> that I was going to be able to pay rent always if I only did detailing. So I began seeing what else my equipment, the stuff that I bought, two clean cars, what else it could be used for. So we got into fence cleaning, deck cleaning, driveway cleaning, house cleaning. I still have scars on my back from uh, putting, strapping this uh, 
this big giant pump sprayer of muriatic acid <laughs> because I could no longer reach up to the top and I had to get a ladder. And I, anyway, uh, you know, you, you do what you have to do if, if that's your model, right? Uh, I went into then the car wash world with some customers realizing that the mobile detailing would not be a sustainable business for me long-term, meaning when I'm 50, I needed to be able to expand so that I could stay in business. And so that led me to talk to some customers, had a customer approach me, uh, I approached a customer, we created a group and we built a car wash. I made a very poor choice uh, when that happened, I went then all into the wash and sold my mobile business, sold my power washing business, and and then was left with with literally just the wash, one stream of income, and uh, that didn't go so well. You might find yourself in a time right now of going. Oh, I have one stream of income and that head might have gotten cut off because I had to close my shop because the state, city, town, wherever I'm in has told me I have to because I'm a boutique luxury service. Whereas there's mobile detailers that are still out washing cars and Washing cars is deemed an essential business, right? Now, Justin Lobato was on the podcast the other day, and he has a very valid point. He goes, you know, everybody can spin it however they want to. And I get it. I'm, I'm going off of car washes, buildings that wash cars are still open. So if you're a detailer that chose not to wash cars, that is correct. You will not be able to be open in some circumstances. However, there are those that are still open because they wash cars and maintain it for customers. And so they legally can be operational. My point in bringing that up is when you as a detailer want to also think entrepreneurship and you also want to think business, one very important thing is diversification. Go back to the coffee grounds, right? I tried something small, right? Extremely small little thing like a coffee ground mixed over time with a lot more coffee grounds now has a bed that produces flowers for me. Well, I didn't have anything there before. When you have a customer, there are different journeys that you can take with that customer and develop them for a long period of time to continue to still service them and take care of them as a customer. For example, I, in 2003, met a customer named Mike Case. Mike Case here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, he's just one of those guys, right? He literally owns probably half of the city in a sense. Like he owns uh, through Phoenix, through Tulsa, through Oklahoma City, owns a ton 
of apartment complexes. And then he also owns the management company. And then he also owns the landscaping company. Then he also, owned, right? Like everything that goes along inside of having his business, then him and his family also own all the other things that go along to help service that business. Does that make sense? If you pause just a moment and look at your business, could you start to find other things that you could do with your business and have an ownership and have some revenue that comes in from that? It might be something very small that develops into something bigger long term. Now, my case is still a customer of mine. We have three cars set up to clean at his house on Saturday. So that's a 17-year journey with a customer. 17 years. I've learned a lot from him, and he's been very good to us. Brandon from Tim's Mobile Detail has definitely joined the ping pong game. And I encourage you to join the ping pong game too. See, I like to play ping pong. In high school, it was sort of what me and my friends did, right? We'd all go over to my buddy's house and watch James Bond, drink Pepsi, get pizza, and play ping pong. <laughs> yeah, I just played a lot of ping pong. I like the game. And I like the game in business because it allows you to bounce ideas back and forth off of each other. Hey, man, what do you think of this? Well, here's this. Well, okay, what about this? Well, now this. And so Tim has been chatting back and forth with me. Tim will shoot over ideas like, hey, uh, what do you think about doing fleet work and tier doing da, 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 And he'll go through this. Hey, man, I was looking the other day. Uh, what if we go clean, blah, 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 right? He, whatever idea, he just has a bunch of different ideas that he's starting to come up with. So it's really cool to see him start to develop that train of thought that, okay, here's my main source. And especially right now, that main source might be in trouble. How do I keep going and find different avenues to make money. That is an entrepreneurial. That is a business owner. That is somebody that sees their grains of coffee and goes, hey, cool. What can I do with this that might produce something for me later? Not immediately, but later. Right? It's different than learning a skill and then suddenly becoming a polished expert, right? It's different than going to pay somebody to teach you a skill. Most of trainers don't know about business. Most of them know a skill completely fine. Let them be your skills teacher, play ping pong with me, I'll help you in your business. Let's toss ideas back and forth. I don't care what you use. I don't care who, what company you, I, 
I don't worry about that. Just shoot me a DM, Total Auto Solutions. Hit us up on the Pints and Polishing page. You know what? DJ has also been in business for over 10 years, right? DJ has also not just gone down one rabbit hole of a train of thought. DJ also knows how to adapt. DJ is finding different ways that he can bring in revenue, okay? So hit him up. Shoot him some DMs, right? Whatever you guys need is what the community, hey, is here to do and support, is to bounce ideas, play ping pong. Let's talk. Let's get information from each other. Let's grow together. That is the truest and form way of a community that grows together. So what ideas do you have? Take a moment, right? You should have some time, but it is hard when we have all this extra time to stay as productive as we need to sometimes. But whether that's for you shooting me a DM right now, whether that's you shooting me a text, 918-800-1188. Shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. Say, let's play ping pong. And then tell me some of your ideas of what you want to do or what you need help with. Now, part of ping pong is you continually to play. When some of you have DM'd me and we started to play and then you were assigned some homework and assigned some stuff that you need to start trying to do, some of you have continued to play, Tim and others, and then some of you have dropped off. Maybe it got a little too hard, right? I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not saying entrepreneurship. And I'm not saying taking your coffee and sticking it outside every fucking day, right? Seems dumb to a lot of people. <laughs> not everything makes sense. But that continual finding new ways, continuing to grow, continuing to put and invest time, energy, and money into different ways that you can bring about more time, energy, and money, it makes sense. It's not going to be easy. You might fail at multiple things. <laughs> so uh, William from Miami Lux sent me a message, checking in. Appreciate it, man. Much love. And uh, asked how we were doing. I said, well, I mean, three out of my four revenue streams have gone to like down 80%. <laughs> But we got one that's still holding on. And that's sort of the core of, I'm just glad that at least there's one, right? Like, if you're diversified, you might be able to have just one that brings in just enough revenue so that you can hold your breath for just as long as you can. Because we're not swimming, right? I'm that guy with the reed and that pond. <laughs> Like grabbing as much breath as I can because I know the water's coming up over my face and then sometimes I can come back out and grab a breath, right? As long as I'm breathing, I'm still going. And as long as I got some here, some here, some there, and one here that's producing, that means I'm afloat and that means I'm still here. And I'm super excited about that. 
We don't know what next week brings. We don't know what next month brings. The only thing we can forecast is what we think. We can listen to analysis, which is good. You know, listen to economicists or whatever they're called. Economists? Probably be a good thing. Uh, but there's no magic light switch. I think we know that. I think we know that, you know, next week, end of April, end of May, we don't know. We don't know when we'll be released back out. China is still going through struggles. Still talk to people over there. And they are still, right? We're not getting the information like we used to, I think, because uh, we're having to deal with our own information now. But China, they're, what, four to five, going on almost five months? I mean, the light switch didn't get turned back on. They're still battling. So we will also still battle for four or five months. Hopefully we get to come out of our houses in a couple months. But that does not mean we go back to the best time ever to be a detailer. Remember how many times we said that? Go back to this podcast. And we would go, man, isn't this the best time ever to be a detailer? That time's not going to come back for a couple years. We don't, we don't go back to what it was six months ago. Uh, in June, right? July. July of 19 is not July of 20 at all. Like October of 19 ain't October of 20. The whole rest of the year is going to be a very, very big struggle for myself, for my company, for almost every entrepreneurial business owner detailer there is in the market is going to be a struggle. The best way to swim, i found, the best way to try and stay afloat is to have as many different avenues and revenue streams that you can. Now, if you're able to do 20, cool. If you're able to do three, cool. If you're able to do two, great. What can you do that's using the skills that you've already learned, maybe using the equipment that you already have, and creating something new for your business that is a second, third, fourth, fifth revenue stream? That's what you need to really be spending some time on. So grab a piece of paper, write it down. Shoot me a DM. Shoot DJ. Either way, let's start playing ping pong and get some of those revenue streams in the ground. <laughs> let's get them started. Maybe you got to cut the whole riverbed. <laughs> well, let's start. Get that shovel. Hey, this is Marty. Total Auto Solutions. You know what? I think you should make it a great day. <laughs> ah!